This is the day the Lord has made. Thank you for joining us in worship today. We praise God for you and however you're listening. We pray the message you receive will allow you to strengthen your relationship in Christ and build his kingdom as we seek God, shape lives, and serve the world. The Gospel according to Matthew chapter 22 and also Matthew 28. In Matthew 22, beginning with verse 34, we find these words. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. And Matthew 28, verse 16 through 20. Now the eleven, and this is when Jesus had died, when he rose from the grave, and now he appears before them. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Let us pray. Gracious God, our creator, sustainer, redeemer, and deliverer, we come right now humbly before you, thanking you for all you've done, all you do, and all you will do. Bless us now in this preaching moment that we, your servants, may hear your words, but not just hear your words, that we may follow your words and do your will. God, give us clarity of understanding. Let us hear it. Let us understand. Let us internalize your word, God, that your word may dwell in us richly. We may walk the walk. As we talk the talk, we may live the life that you might get glory. Quicken our very spirits, God. And we're praying if there's anyone here today who do not know you as Lord and Savior, that they yield their life unto you and come to know you in a very special and real way. Bless us now that we can be a blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our subject is, let's get what you want. Let's get what you want. It's the beginning of a new year, 2019. So where do we as a church go from here? It's a new year. Where do we go? Where do we go? How do we get there? We have our vision statement, which is striving for excellence in kingdom building. That's our vision, striving for excellence in kingdom building. It's what we're attaining. That's what we're striving for, striving for excellence in kingdom building. Now, how we get there is our mission. And our mission is seeking God, shaping lives, and serving the world. That's more concrete because it gives us a time to do that, when to do it, how to do that. We've had sermons on each one of those. So that's the how we get to where we're going. You, you can't aimlessly run around and say, well, we don't have a vision. We don't have a mission. We don't know what we're doing. Our vision is striving for excellence and kingdom building. Our mission is seeking God, or we can put it this way, seeking God through what? Shaping lives through Seeking God through worship, shaping lives through 
teaching, and serving the world through. You know, I might need to do this a hundred times. Because this is our vision. I don't expect our guests to know this, but I'm just saying all of, all of us is first African. That, that's, that's, our, that's our mission and our, our goal. And we have ways of doing it. I'm not going through how we do it. Come to Bible study. We'll go through the how we do it again. But I'm not going to take time in this message to do that. But the vision and mission statements um, don't do away with previous mission statements we've had. I heard some folk think that we got this is a new thing. Seeking God, shape, allow, in the world. So it did away with what we were doing. No, 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 no. It really made our vision and mission statement that we've had for years simpler. Because none of us could remember the long one we had. Y'all remember when I offered to pay somebody $50 they could tell me what the mission statement was? And nobody could do it? Amen. Well, we condensed it down so we could remember it and then live by it. But then also, it's also incorporated in that is that whole thing of restoring lives and buildings for Christ. That too is a part of what it was that we were doing. And, and part of it, it has some confusion about it because we really didn't know what that meant. We knew we knew the part, when we say restoring lives and building for Christ, we knew about restoring buildings. Because how do you restore buildings? You need some money. So you get money, you restore the buildings. We had that. We can't do that. So we had a capital stewardship campaign, and we raised money to restore buildings. But we, we didn't really get to the restoring lives part. And I can clearly let you know the God spoke to me and said, listen, when you restore lives, I'll take care of the buildings. And it began to make sense that if we restore lives, um, we, it would all be taken care of. Why would it be taken care of? Well, let me tell you this. We have all the money that we need to fix our buildings, to buy more buildings, to just do whatever we need to do. We, we have all the money we need. That's because we got some good news and some bad news. The good news is we have all the money we need. The bad news is it's still in your pockets. <laughs> so as we restore lives, and then this system begins to make sense. As we restore lives, and, and that's why I was shouting when you saw my faith building. As we restore lives and build our faith, we won't have to worry about the funds. All right, so so how, how, do, how, do we, how do we get them to do it? Well, let me help with this. I preached last night from the theme that we had for the 12-night revival. And uh, I preached at Bethlehem, and thank God for those who were able to attend. God bless you. Thank you again. We had a marvelous time. But, 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 but the theme that they preached from, they preached from all 12 nights. So I was the 12th preacher. Well, actually, I was the, the 24th preacher because you had, you had one preacher in the lecture, and then you had a, a sermon each night. And each one used that same theme. And the theme was... <laughs> If you want what God wants, you will get what you want. And, and Reverend uh, Little heard that or saw it online or whatever else, and he takes me to oh, I see, your theme is your theme. <laughs> and I said, yes, uh, yes, I thank God for it. So, but then to think about it, I preached last night, but to think about it, you can get what you really want in 2019. So the message is, let's get it. So, now, now this sermon, you're going to have to talk back to me. I'm going to hear everything you're saying, but I do need you to talk back to me because I'm, I can hear some of it and I'm going to make a note of it, mental note, and you will too. But as a church family, what do we want? In other words, we, if we know what we want, 
before we go to get it, what is it that collectively that you believe we want? What do we want? Come on, shout it out. What do we want? You got to be modest. What do we want? All right. We don't want nothing. Oh, good. We're done. We don't want nothing. That's good. So when we do nothing, everybody will be happy, right? Because we ain't want nothing. Well, what? Bill lives. Yeah, you want to do your you want to say lies. What you want to do is church family. Listen, y'all. Listen, y'all. Hey, hey, time out, time out, time out, time out. Y'all need to be honest now. I know y'all, we got guests. I got that. But ain't nothing y'all want collectively as members of the First African Baptist Church. Nothing we all want. More money. You want what? Go in Christ. Anybody going to say, I ain't we are all... So everybody in the church that's a member of First African Baptist Church, all we want is to grow in Christ. Is that it? Is that all you want? Wait a minute. Well, how come when we have church conference, we don't talk about growing in Christ? That ain't on the agenda. So let me ask again. What is it that we want to get collectively as a church? Listen. If you, you, listen. The way to get what you want is to first know what you want. All right, so what is it that we, we got it? We want to grow in Christ. I got that. I got that. We want to grow in Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> we want to grow in Christ. I got that one. Is there anything else we want as a church family? What is that? What you want? Talk to me. Talk to me. What you want? Paint the sanctuary. Come All these years talking about this thing, the next need to be painted. And right now, they're, they're, we want what we, what we want to worship. Come on, y'all. Paint the sanctuary. What else? A pool. <laughs> food. All right, food. You want what? What food? Parking? Parking. We're parking. That's it? Carpet. How about this growing Christ? Better youth program. Youth. youth. <laughs> More youth. <laughs> All right, listen. That's collectively. Just want you to think about it. I just really want you to think about it. Collectively. I want to just take time to think about it because that's what we're going to talk about with trustees and all who are concerned about the physical aspects of what we have. That's their concern. If you don't have any concerns about it, then whatever they do is fine. And I know a lot of folks want to see somebody do something, and when they don't do it the way they want it done, then they're going to complain about how it was done, but you didn't have an idea of what you want in the first place. So we're going to, get, we're going to work through all that. This 2019, we're going to work through all that. Now let me ask you, what do you want individually? More money. More money, yes. Come on, thank you. All right, what else you want individually? More what? You want more disciples. More people. To work. To work and actually not talk about the work. All right? In your, in your individual life now, what do you want in your individual life? She says you want that. What is that? What was that one? A husband? Somebody said a husband? All right. Amen. All right. Like they say. 
Let me see. Um, um, I've got to do claim it and what? Name it and claim it. <laughs> Blabbing and grab it. <laughs> All right, anything that you want. Anything else that you want? What do you want? Tuition assistance. Use the gift that God has given me. What, tuition assistance here too? Oh, she about to shout on tuition assistance. What else you want? Loan cancellation. Loan cancellation. God, I have thought like, well, so a lot of that loan cancellation part. Woo, y'all get hit by that loan cancellation. Yes, sir. Loan cancellation. All right. <laughs> Amen. All right, did we get what everybody else wants individually? Think about your own individual goals for 2019. All right, you got it? Yes, say it loud. What you say? Morgan Stanley? More understanding. All right, great, great. I hope to do that this morning. More? More teachers of Jesus Christ. You been in your school or where? We know more people to teach people about the Bible. We need more people to teach people about Jesus. About Jesus and what he's done for all of us. You're going to preach up there, aren't you? You just want to preach right from there, don't you? That's what you want to do. I guess you're okay. Now, listen, I know there are some things that you didn't want to say because they're kind of private to you, you know, things you really want. There are some things that you really thought about, and there's some things you haven't thought about. You probably haven't thought about what I want, because sometimes it seems to us it's very selfish to think about what I want. So I'm trying not to be selfish. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. It's not about me. It's always about others. It's always about getting God's will done. All right, but, but I, want you to, I want you to think and be and honest with yourself about this, because this is 2019, and, and part of the reason... Even the Bible says, we have not because we ask not. And then sometimes we ask, we ask amiss. We're asking of stuff that's just not going to happen. It's not in God's will, and it's not going to help you anyway. All right, so how do, we, how, do we get, how do we really get what it is that we want in 2019? I am so glad you asked. So in order to truly get what we want, we really have to want what God wants first. Now, you can want what you want. That's fine. But we have to put him first. Matthew 6.33. We use this every morning on our prayer call at 6.33 in the morning. It's seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then everything else will be added unto you. So, of course, you can have what you want, but you got to put God first. Have you ever had somebody tell you, I'm going to give you this or that. I'm going to give you what you want. Um, I'm going to give you what you want. But you got to give me what I want first. And have you ever given them what they wanted first? You paid the loan off, you gave them money, whatever, first. And then you turn around for them to give you what they were supposed to give you, and they couldn't be found? You didn't ever get it? Well, God is saying to us, I want you to give me what I want first. He kind of said it because I know y'all. He said, you can't hide from me. I know where you are. I know what you're doing. But he's saying, I know y'all. But that's not a bad deal, though. Because God is faithful. 
And he's already proven he'll do what he said he would do. I got to say that again. God is faithful, and he's already proven he will do what he said he will do. And now he's telling us he wants to bless us beyond understanding if we would just desire the things that he needs us to desire first. Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. John 15, 17. Abide, Jesus said, abide in me and my words abide in you. Then you can ask whatever you will in my name and I will give it to you. He said, if you put me first, I get you whatever you want to get. You can have the very desires of your heart. So, let's look at what is it that God wants. What is it that God really wants? He has given us a great commandment and he's given us a great commission. If we have the great commandment and the great commission, we have a great church. The great commandment and the great commission. That's what we read to you earlier. The great commandment. And he said to them, <clears throat> when he was asked, what's the greatest of all the commandments? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. And this is the great commandment. And the second like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So the great commandment is to love God with everything we have. What's the great commandment? All right, one more time. The great commandment is to love God with everything you have. And the second is like to it. And that's what? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So God said it's okay to love yourself. Nothing wrong with loving yourself. Love yourself. But you also ought to love others the way you love yourself. Now that's saying a whole lot. But that's what he's telling us to do. It sounds very simple. It's not all that deep. But he says love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And really understand this. The only way you can really, really honestly love God is you got to love others. You can't say you love God and you can't stand people. He's, he's, I'll I, I never forget, or somewhere, and it said, if God be for you, who could be against you? And that person told me, Negroes. I said, y'all be shaming yourself. The point of the matter is, if God be for you, it doesn't matter who's against you. But listen to this. If folk are against you, you're in the right position to help, to help them to come to know God. I got to say it again. See, God allows folk to be in our lives only for one main reason only. is so he can get glory. That's why he said, let your light so shine before men that others may see your good works and give him glory. Amen. Now I know if there's any subject that first African is tired of me preaching about, it's love. I done heard it over and over again. Amen. All right? You know the best way to get Pastor Tim to quit preaching about love? Start loving. Then the Lord will release me from that. But as long as he keeps pounding me with it, guess what? <laughs> and I know we have reasons for why we don't like who we like. We, got le we, we think legitimate reasons. But let me say this to us. The things that you really want and desire, nobody's keeping it from you but you. We're our own worst enemies. 
Only because God is telling us the formula for getting what it is we want, the very desires of our heart. And he said, if you love me with everything you got, and the way you love me is to love others, no matter what has happened, he said, I got you. I, listen, I'll take care of what, what they've done to you. I'll take care of how you've been treated. I'll take care of what they said. I'll take care of everything that happened in your life. Let me take on all that vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I will repay. He said, I'll make your enemy your footstool. He said, I'll prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. He said, yeah, you got to have enemies, but if you got enemies, you got to walk in a certain way before your enemies so God can get glory. Let your light shine. So he's telling us the first commandment is love God with everything you have. And the way to love God with everything you have is to love other folk. In spite of other folk. Love them. Forgive them. Well, how pastor, how to forgive them? I'm going to forgive them, but I ain't forgetting. Don't worry about that. Love them like Jesus forgive you. That's what he says. Forgive others as I have forgiven you. So you forgive them. Don't, don't hold against them. Don't, don't worry about it. You forgive them. You don't forget it because you can't forget. You, you forgive them, but you choose not to keep remembering it and bringing it up every chance you get. So he says to us, do this. He says, love with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Then the Great Commission. He says, then go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and then teach them to observe everything that I've taught you. The great commandment is to love them. The great commission is to go and love them. <laughs> if they don't come to you so you can love them, go to them. Go therefore and make disciples and make sure they get baptized. Now why the Lord put this in my heart again? Who did we baptize last Sunday morning? Nobody. On the first Sunday? How many people? Nobody. How many? Zero. How many folk went down the water? Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Absolutely none. Zero. Now, how many folk in this county, in the surrounding counties, work on our jobs, we shop with, don't know Jesus? How many of our friends, family, and how many of us have gone out of our ways to have other people help us to talk to folk about Christ? How many of us actually went somewhere to let them know Christ? See, honestly, a lot of these folk who are doing you so bad and are so mean and so terrible wouldn't be so mean and so terrible if they knew Jesus. Amen. Let me put it another way. I don't mean to offend nobody about saying this. But you do understand that um, God, God's will is that none should perish. Second Peter 3, 9. It's his will that nobody should end up in hell. If there's somebody who you don't mind when it's all over down here, you could care less if they end up Someplace other than heaven. You got to check your salvation. You can't, don't, and don't play with it. Don't ever get so upset with somebody that you tell them to go to an eternal place where there's eternal damnation. 
No, no, no. It doesn't matter what they did, how they did. God got that. But he's calling us to love folk in such a way and to be an example in such a way that others can see how you walk, how you talk, how you live, how you love. Now, they may not tell you that because you smiled at them when they gave you a frown. They may not tell you that you paid for something for them and they know you shouldn't have paid for it, but they're glad you did, but they won't tell you they're glad. They won't know all that stuff. You may never, they may never tell you thank you, but you do what God has called you to do. So they at least have a fighting chance to make heaven their home. And I guarantee you, you'll get what you want. Because that's what God wants. God wants everybody saved. Amen. Our biggest complaint should be we can't start worship on time on first Sunday morning because we got too many people to baptize. That's right. They should be flowing all over here because we're going out of our way and using all of our energy, all of our mind, all of our cleverness, all of our creativity to help people who don't know Christ to come to know Christ. That's what he's calling us to do. That's if we want to get what we want. Because God says, if you delight ourselves in him, he will give you, not charge you, not put it on that way, he will give you the desires of your heart. That's what he says he'll do. So, I'm done. Just, so, so what does he want? Let's talk about what he wants and I'm done. This is what God wants. See if you get this. He wants us to love him by loving others enough to get them to love him. By loving others enough to get them to love him. By loving others enough to get them to love him. By loving others enough to get them to love him. By loving others enough to get them to love him. By loving others enough. In other words, he wants us to love others so much that because of our love, other people come to him. And then they would have begin to love God in such a way that they're now loving others in such a way that they're causing others to come to know Christ. And when they cause others to come to know Christ, those folk are going to love in such a way that they're going to call others to love Christ. Y'all kind of get it? So you say, well, how am I going to do this? Well, let God get, look, listen, the pastor said earlier, God has gifted you. And whatever spiritual gift he's given you, he's given you a spiritual gift so you can use it for the edifying of the body of Christ, which means he's given you a gift so you can cause others to come to know him. Right. Not just so you can make more money and get a raise on your job, but he's gifted you so you can make a difference in this world. And if the world ever needed the folk who love Christ, the world needs us now. Every aspect of this world needs Jesus more than we've ever needed Christ before. And he does not call us to sit by and just watch and see what happens. The church is not supposed to be a thermometer. Well, however the temperature goes, we go up and down. The church is called to be a thermostat. We regulate the temperature. As we move into Black History Month and moving to talking about Dr. King, the King Day, and all of those things in this month, we recognize that it's us trusting and depending upon God and doing not what the world does, but does different from the world. The world hates everybody, but we love everybody. 
The world is afraid, but we're not afraid of anyone because we're going to do God's will. Love casts out all fear. So we're going to have to love like God wants to love, care like God wants us to care, live like he wants us to live. Why won't do that? Because he did it for us. Pastor, what do you mean he did it for us? He sent his son Jesus. Jesus came to his earth, went about doing good. Look at what Jesus did. Jesus allowed men to put nails in his hand, nails in his feet, crosses over his head, and he hung on the cross for you and for me, and he died. Blood ran from his veins for you and for me. Jesus died. Listen, if you understand the reason why he died, he came because he loved us, he died because he loved us, and early on that third day he got up from the grave because he loved us, he ascended into heaven, and then he sent back the Holy Spirit, as we see in Acts chapter 2, to live in us, to guide us and direct us to be more of what God wants us to be. We have the power to do what God wants us to do. We have the power to give. We have the power to forgive. We have the power to love. We have the power to do his will. He's empowered us to get what we want. But we just got to put him first and want what he wants. So think about it. Have some desires. The scripture tells us, I have not seen Ye have not heard, neither have into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. If we love him, it's already worked out. If you love God, listen, I, we sit here now, we think about some things we should have done, some folk we should have talked to, some things we should have had, some things that we should have. Don't worry about any stuff we should have done. Don't worry about stuff that you haven't done right now. Or things we, listen, the Bible is clear. If you love God, it says Romans 8, 20, and we know all things work together for good for those who love God, who are the called according to the purpose. If you love God, it's all working out for your good. I don't care what he said to you. I don't care how she acted. I don't care what they said on Facebook. It all going to work out for your good. If you, in fact, love God and your desire is to do his will, and to trust him in everything you do. So, let's get what we want this year. Let's just trust God with that. And love him with everything we got by loving each other with everything we have. Gracious God, we thank you for this day, this opportunity to come to share. Thank you that we can love because you place love within us. Thank you that we can share. Thank you that we can be a blessing unto others. And Lord, we will give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. You brought us, God, not just from a mighty long way. You brought us all the way. And we give you praise right now. We pray, God, that you would speak to us in such a special way. We don't know how long we have on this side. But we thank you for the time you've given us right now. Bless our, us individually. Bless our families. Bless our church families, bless our co-workers, bless our schoolmates, bless our teachers, bless everyone we come in contact with in such a special way that they may see your joy in us. We'll do our part to help them to know you. God, we thank you for giving us the desires of our hearts by putting you first in everything we say and do. So guide us now, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Remain connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. 
Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, firstafricanbc.com. You may also contribute through an app called Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us. Thank you.